You're listening to a powerful message from the Overcomers Church World Outreach. We believe the word of God you receive today will bring restoration and transformation to your life. We invite you to worship with us. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. God bless you as you listen to his word in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for a wonderful time again in your presence. Thank you, God, for inhabiting the praise and worship of your people. And thank you for listening and hearing and answering the prayer that we have offered unto you today. This time, as the voices of men cease and instruments cease, our Lord God in heaven, we ask that your voice speak at this time. Speak to our hearts, speak to that mother, that father, that girl, that boy. Speak to that family, speak to us as a church, speak to us as a nation, to the glory and praise of your name, for in Jesus' most precious name we have prayed. Okay, today our message is how much do you know? How much do you know? And we'll take our text from 2 Kings chapter number 6, I'm going to be reading a long one. 2 Kings chapter 6, reading from verse 24 through to verse number 33 and chapter 7, verse Number one. Sometime later, Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mobilized his entire army and marched up and laid siege to Samaria. There was a great famine in the city. The siege lasted so long that a donkey's head sold for 80 shekels of silver and a quarter of a cup of a seed pot for five shekels. As the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried to him, Help me, my lord, the king. The king replied, If the lord does not help you, where can I get help for you? From the threshing floor? From the vine press? Then he asked her, What's the matter? She answered, This woman said to me, Give up your son. So we may eat him today, and tomorrow we'll eat my son. So we cooked my son and ate him. The next day I said to her, Give up your son so we may eat him. But she had hidden him. Verse 30. When the king heard the woman's words, he tore his robes as he went along the wall. The people looked, and there, underneath, he had sackcloth on his body. He said, May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if the head of Elisha, son of Shaphat, remains on his shoulder today. Now Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. The king sent a messenger ahead, but before he arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Don't you see how this murderer is sending someone to cut off my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold it shut against him. Is not the sound of his master's footsteps behind him? While he was still talking to them, the messenger came down to him, and the king said, This disaster is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? And chapter 7, verse number 1. Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the God says, the Lord says, About this time tomorrow, a sea of flour will sell for a shekel, and two seas of barley for a shekel at the gate of 
Samaria. Praise the Lord. Remember, we are talking on how much you know. How much do you know? The Bible says in John Gospel chapter 8 and verse 32 that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And I remember my bishop, our bishop, usually said the truth that will set you free must first and first be painful, hurt you. In other words, you must know. And when you know, it's not going to be so easy. It takes patience. It takes perseverance. It's going to hurt you. It might not please you. It might not be the way you want it. But that exactly is what will set you free. God has made enough provisions for us to live our lives so well and so good here on earth. He has provided everything. Jesus said, in my Father's house are many, 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 many mansions. If, the, if it is not so, I would have told you. And so also there is an abundance of provisions in the storehouse of God. There is nothing that is lacking in the house of God. Whatever you need is already provided for. All we need is to key into it. But God is so worried about our ignorance of these provisions. He's so ignorant of his ability and capacity to provide for all that we need. God is worried that we don't know where to run to when it's time for help. God is worried that our knowledge are limited. We are not close to him. We don't know who he is. Our families don't know. Our children don't know. Today we are faced with complex situations. We serve God. We are zealous. We are committed. But our children don't seem to know what we are doing. They seem not to be following. They seem not to know who this God is. Why? Because we have not made him known. And sometimes we have not given ourselves so much time to understand and to know him. And so God became so, becomes so worried that we don't know. That is why he said to Hosea in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, he said, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. They don't know. They don't know what they have. And that is why they are not going for it. That takes me and reminds me of a story about two men who were flying in the first class in an airplane. So the other man had his son flying with him. And whenever they come with a, a glass of wine, the son will grab and eat. They come with a place of rice, the son will grab and eat. And this man turned to his son and said, My boy, look at you. You are ordering and eating everything. When the bill comes, you are going to pay. He did not know that those things were already paid for. When he paid for his ticket, when he bought his ticket. So it is with God. He is our help in times of need. Everything we need has been packaged. His storehouse is full of all that we need. All we need to do is to understand him and know him and know what he has and know what to ask for at the time to ask for them. It is very, very important. Praise the name of the Lord. When peace like a river attended my soul was written by a man. A man that suffers so much. Spafford. Horatius Parford. In 1871, this man was very, very successful. He was an estate mogul. But the fire that devastated Chicago in that year, 1871, took away everything he labored and worked for. But yet, he did not give up. This man was an elder in Presbyterian Church. He's a man who knows God. He had a relationship with God. And so, after that, two years later, in 1873, his four daughters drowned in a shipwreck. All he got was a message from the wife, saved alone. Our daughters were all gone. I am the only one saved. And when the man was traveling to go and see the wife and got into the point where his daughters drowned, he had this inspiration and he said, when peace like a river attended my soul, when sorrow like sea below, below rose, whatever the Lord 
you, O God, have taught me, and I have known and know enough that it is well with my soul. Peace is not the absence of trouble. Peace is not the absence of storms. But in the midst of all this is when you are surrounded with him, you are still calm. That is what the Bible is talking about, about peace. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you in the hands of people who are friendly or who will be friendly with you. He said, no, 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 no. As I am living, I'm setting you out against fathers, mothers against children. And that was it. He said, there was going to be war. People are going to hate you. They're never, never going to like you. But he said, be of good share because I, the Lord, if you know I, the Lord, have overcome the world. When you look up to me, I am going to answer. When you call me and when you ask the Father anything in my name, he is going to give it to you because you know me. He at a point he said to his disciples, I do not call you just men, men. You are friends and more than a friend. You are brothers because you know everything that I do. You have known me. And so the mind of the Father has been revealed to you. So we must know God in order to enter into his help, into his thoughts help. How much do you know? How much of this God do you know? How much of the experience do you know? There were men, sons of Kephas, who came and said, in the name of Paul, Jesus, whom Paul preached, we banned the demons, turned to him and said, Paul, we know Jesus, we know, but who are you? But they don't know. There was no uh, uh, relationship between them and this Jesus. So they were only calling his name. Oh, and my bishop, I remember. That man, I told somebody, I say he is, he was an institution. You can never learn everything. And today, I see people quote him so many times. And I say, yes, indeed, of the truth, I'm now convinced that he was an institution. An institution indeed. He said that some people are holding the garment of Joseph, but they don't have Joseph. People come and they tell you, oh, do we have a relationship with this man? I know him, I know him. They don't know him. They're only telling stories to make you feel that they know. But they don't know. So it is with us in the church. We claim we know, but we don't know him. We claim we understand him, but we don't really understand him. But God wants you to know so much about him. God wants to know so much about him. The man said, it is well with my soul. Why was he able to say this? Look at the Bible, Romans chapter number 5, Romans 5, Romans chapter 5 and verse number 1. This is a man who knows God. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 1. Therefore, since we have been justified. Oh, if you look at this scripture from the Amplified, it says, since we have been justified, set free, and given something to hold. Since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have what? Peace through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know, we know that sufferings produces perseverance, perseverance characters, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given. Being justified by faith, by our faith, the Bible said we have peace. And the peace that God gives to us, nothing can take away from us. If the devil did not give it, brethren, devil cannot take it away. If the devil did not provide it, devil can never, never, never 
take it away. That is the assurance we have from him. Being justified, having given our lives to him, having yielded all our members to him, having refused this word of sin, having decided not to bow down to any image beside him. He said, we have been justified and we have been given peace. What the Bible is saying is that we are not going to buy. We are not going to seek for it. It is our birthright. It is our inheritance. We have it inside of us that no matter how turbulent the storm might be, no matter how in the river the storm rages, we will ever continue to have peace because God is the God of help. He is a helper in times of need. He is the one who will answer when we call upon him. He is a marvelous God. How much of him do you know? Do you know God? Has Jesus become your Lord and personal Savior? Do you call him Father just because others are calling him Father? Or do you call him Father because you have a relationship with him? Or how do you feel his presence in times of worship? How do you long, long and hunger and test for him? Like today is service. How much hunger do you have in him to tune in and listen to his word? How much hunger and test do you have when you wake up in the morning to bow down your knees? Not just to ask him for anything, but to give him worship, to have fellowship with him. How much hunger, how much hunger and test do you have when in the middle of the night you wake up and you just enjoy one sweet fellowship with him? Last night I just woke up in the middle of the night and I started to pray, started to pray. The more I was praying, the more I just saw myself. That is so funny, difficult to stand, get out of my knee. It was getting better and better and better. Was I asking for her anything? No. But I was just enjoying the worship, the praise, the thanks. I cast my mind back to the wonderful things he has done, to the rain, the seasons, and the food he has provided for the peace in our land. I was just thanking him. It was a sweet fellowship. That is what God wants from us. He wants us to come before him, have good fellowship with him, have peace with him. He's a loving father. Our help comes from him. David said, I will look up to the hills, even to the valleys and mountains. From whence cometh my help? He said, nowhere will my help come. For only from him, the Lord God, will my help come. Where do you put your trust? Who are you looking up to for help? Are you a politician? You have ordered men to kill in order to make way for you to become who you want to, who you want to be. No, 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 no. That is not the kind of help. Leave it unto God. Look at a man like David. Go to second, uh, second Samuel, chapter number one. You will read, a man like David was haunted by Saul. Saul wanted to kill him, eliminate, take away his life for many, many, many days. But David had opportunity to kill him. He did not lay his hand. He said, no, I will not lay my hands upon the anointed. And even in death, he respected Saul as well. Because while Saul was about to die, Saul said to his armor bearer, kill me, lest this uncircumcised Philistines come and kill me and celebrate that they have killed the king of Israel. The man said, I cannot do such a thing. And then Saul killed himself. And then when a young man from the Amalekites came and heard that this thing has happened, he ran to David and said to David, Oh, I saw your enemy. He was done and about to die. And then I killed him. And David said, What? It cost him his life. Because David said, I do not need the help of man to ascend to the throne. If God does not help me, let help go. I do not need any man's help. I do not need any man's help. The first thing you must realize and know is that you are helpless before God. If you want help from God, you must first acknowledge the fact that you are nobody, that without him you can do nothing. Romans chapter number 7 and verse 18 tells us something there, very interesting. Romans chapter 7 and verse number 18. And the Bible says, 
I know that nothing is good. Nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Oh my God, Paul says, there is nothing good in this nature of me. There is nothing to write to him about. There is nothing to lay claim to. Nothing, absolutely nothing. My dependent is on God. All my trust is in him. My hope is in him. Because in me there is nothing. We must first and foremost come to a point where we tell ourselves we are nothing without Christ. Our life is meaningless without Christ. My friend, you might be telling me that because you look at your bank account and you see some money right there and you say you can buy the world, you can shut the rain, you can buy everybody, you can influence people. Let me tell you, there is something you cannot buy. Have death ever knocked at your door? Haven't you seen men, great men and women who have fallen sick and their money cannot save them from their sickness? Haven't you seen great men who are lying there in the bed and they wish that God can take all their money and just give them health? That means that there is something that is lacking in our life without Jesus Christ. It is only Jesus Christ who's got the power to do everything. He's got power to lay down his life. He also got the power to raise it. By his stripe we have been healing. Only him can give healing, whatever is the sickness and disease. He is able to give you all these things. So know that without him you are nothing. These women come to the king of Israel and say, please help me. There is problem. Help me. And the king first and foremost said to him, because there has been serious hunger, there has been serious famine in the land. The king said, why am I going to help you? From the threshing floor, from my barn, which I have not, how can I be of help to you? I cannot help you. If God Almighty does not help you, there is no one else who can help you at this time of need. Because he recognizes that the only person that could help at that point was God himself. And these women did not realize this. They did not know. If they knew that God was only help, they would not have made the mistake they made. I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ that you will not make any mistake before your help comes in the name of Jesus Christ. They made the mistake. They subdued themselves into the influence of the enemy. The enemy spoke to their minds. Bring your son, let us eat. Tomorrow I'll bring mine and then we'll eat. Oh, I remember my, my, my wife always tell my children whenever he's advising them, he will call them and say, my children, every apple the enemy gives has warm in it. The enemy does not give a clean apple. So don't you look at those things that look beautiful on the outside. There is something the enemy has planted there for your destruction. And so you see, every gift of the enemy has something attached to it. So he has convinced them that all it will be well. Once you bring your son with it and bring mine with it, everything will be well. But was it well with them? No, 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 it was never well with them. It was a grievous mistake they made. May God never let you make your mistake. When you are in need, know who you need to call to. Know where to go. If you know who to call and where to go, your problem will be solved. And God will never allow you to make such mistakes again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And do you know, by the way, that he works out all things for our own good, from every situation? If you know that, you will praise him at all times. The Bible says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Do you know what it means to acknowledge him? It means whether you are on the mountain, know how he is the God of the mountain. You are in the valley, know also he is the God of the valley. Whatever situation you are, if you are enjoying good lifetime this time, know also that he also is the God of the poor. Acknowledge him in every circumstances, in every situation in your life. What is your family going through? Are you one of those people who are in the church because you are looking for a position? 
you want to divide the church, you create groups in order to destabilize the church, my brother, my sister, man cannot help you. Those people you are ganging up to fight will not help you. It happened in the time of Absalom. That is what, of course, I call the spirit of Absalom. When you begin to fight in the body of Christ, when you begin to gang up people, in order to get people who support you to ascend the position you want, when God has not approved, it is called an Absalom spirit. And so Absalom came, and they began to advise him. Ahithophel came, and Hushai, I believe, came also and told him. In fact, when he came to Absalom, Absalom asked him and said, oh, My friend, you should be with my father because you are my father's hundred man. People are watching, they are seeing you, they know you are on the opposite side. They are never going to help you. If you want to occupy a good position in the church, allow God to help you. If it is the will of God for you to be there, allow him to fight the battle for you. He will bring you there without any man's help because he is the helper of the helpless. He is the father to the fatherless. He is the husband to the widows and he is also a wife to the widower. He has everything it takes to make your life beautiful. All you need to do is to know him. The more you know him, the more you discover your source of help. The more you know him, the more you realize that there is nothing you need that God has not provided that he does not have. Praise the Lord. Job understood him better. Job understood him better. And therefore he said, Job 19 verse 25, I know that my Redeemer, the world, live it. After he has tried me, I will come forth. I will come forth more purified than the God. Who is your helper? How much do you know him? Know God, and then he will be your helper. And by the way, do you know that he's coming again? Do you know he promised that he will come again? You know, he said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. And when I come, I will take back my righteous people. Praise the name of the Lord. God is awesome, and he's able to help you. It does not matter where you are. You can say, I don't know how to help. You can say, how can I come out of this situation? Just know him. Acknowledge him. Have relationship with him. And everything you need will provide for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let us pray now. I believe you are there. Those of you there who are with your family, there's one thing I never cease to do, one time or the other. I put oil in my hand and I begin to lay upon my children, lay hands upon my children. I make declarations upon their lives because I have the authority. No one can bless them better than myself as their father. So if you are there, you're a father or you're a mother. If the mothers are not there and you are the eldest in that home, you also have the power to do such. Lay hands on everyone in your family at this time now and begin to declare. Speak a word of prophecy upon them. God say, whatever you say, that I will do. Tell them, declare on them that they are going to be successful. Declare that no weapons formed against them shall prosper. Declare that they shall not bring shame to the family. Declare that they, their life shall be peaceful. Declare that they are going to be successful. Declare that they are going to be greater than you are. Declare that the peer influences that are raging war against you today will not come against them. Declare that your family are free from every bondage. Declare that God is your helper in the name of Jesus Christ. And maybe you are there. You are right there and you have not known who Jesus Christ is. You have no relationship with him. You have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior. You have never one time said, Jesus, come into my life. You need to know him in order to assess all these provisions he has made, in order to make him your helper. I want you there. If you're right there, bow down your head and then put one of your hands on your chest with one hand lifted up as a mark of surrender and say, Lord Jesus, here I am, a sinner. I can't help myself. I've tried to live a life of righteousness and holiness, but I cannot do it on my own. I ask to come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Give me the power and the strength to live the life of a child of God, a life that glorifies the God the Father and a life that brings him honor. 
in the name of God the Father, I pray, and the Holy Spirit and the name of Jesus Christ. If you have said that prayer, welcome to the household of God. Welcome to the soul house. Welcome to the family where everything is possible. This month, as declared by our mama, is a month of hell. My brother, my sister, believe it. It is a month of possibilities. Anything can happen. Just keep on praying as our mid-year fast is going on. Keep on praying and keep believing. Your help will come from no man but from God the Father above. Hallelujah. I know, just like I know, that all of us, we know that we are the descendants of the tribe of Judah. And we have overcome. When I say we have overcome, I say for the truth, we have overcome. We have overcome principalities and powers in heavenly places. We have overcome imaginations of men everywhere. And we so declare that Jesus is the Lord. Hallelujah. We pray you have been blessed by the word of God you received today. For prayers or counseling, our doors are always open. We invite you to worship with us at the Overcomers Church World Outreach. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. We look forward to seeing you at our next service. God bless you in Jesus' name.